I'm Stefan, I'm here with Connor and George. You just heard Ludens by Bring Me the Horizon. It's from the Death Stranding soundtrack. It's a good song. That yeah. was pretty wicked. And we've got a special, very, very, very special guest. A wonderful um, guest. A wonderful guest. Introducing Amy Smith, who, after eight years of hard work, has transitioned from part-time voice actress to full-time, and she has lent her voice work to games um, such as Freedom Planet, Battle Ride, and Crush Crush, over 100 games. Amy, welcome to Player One. Hi, thanks so much for having me, and thank you for the warm welcome. I love it how it's like special, special guest. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's what a great way to start. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, now that you're a full-time voice actress um, this this year, me and others want to know, what is what is the day in the life for a full-time voice actress? Oh, God, incredibly flexible for starters. I don't think any day looks exactly the same, but um, as an ex-primary school teacher, I try to keep it really structured uh, to a fault almost. Um, but basically, I try to get up at about, like, Earlier than seven most days. I try my best. Today being a Monday did not work out that way. Um, but I generally get up, have breakfast with my husband before he goes to work. Um, and I kind of do like all of these proposals and things for certain freelancer websites before I'm officially in the booth. So just while I'm having breakfast, um, answer any emails from the night before. And then I kind of get into the studio by eight. That's what I try to aim for. And then I kind of just do all of the jobs that have accumulated overnight um, for those next few hours before lunch. Um, and I try to aim to do about five auditions a day, but it depends on how busy the day is with work having already come through. Um, and during my lunch time, so I take it like about an hour, an hour and a half at most, and that's when I kind of do my marketing as well. So that could be um, setting up Hootsuite, so social media marketing. It could be updating my website. It could be um, using this site called the Game Dev Map in order to cold email game developers or Marketing is such an amazing thing, and that's a huge part of every day with a voice actor because it's not just a standard eight- to nine-hour job um, like many others, so it's quite unique in that regard. And then I basically come back and then see if there's any revisions that have come through over my lunch period or any new auditions and jobs, um, keep recording, might do a little bit more marketing, and then I try to be done in around five. Um, but obviously the problem I find with being in Australia that America starts waking up at like 11 p.m. and that's when I'll start like amping up and getting back into a work zone again. So that's always a little bit tricky with the different time zones. Absolutely. And uh, last last week, um, we actually we actually met at the uh, workshop that you did. And before that, I saw you at PAX Australia. So uh, have, have you found um, doing these workshops and um, just sharing your experience voice um, as a voice actress to other people? Um, I absolutely love it because um, I feel a lot of people think about acting as being incredibly competitive. And I mean, it can be, but I think that particularly with the online voiceover community, it's very collaborative, everybody shares, and you acknowledge that you're not going to be the right fit for every job. So I think that sharing that knowledge, particularly here in Australia, not a lot of people knew how to get into um, specifically the video game side of voiceover. It's very niche Um So I absolutely love that, and people will take of that what they will. If they just want to stay in fan and fun, that's totally fine. If they're looking at taking it on as a bit of a hobby, I can go into that way, or if they want to take it on as professional, it's pretty much just giving away a roadmap and seeing it fits for you and 
yeah, I think I just wanted to address a lot of misconceptions. And, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I love connecting with people on that level. Wow, that's that is a lot of just information that's very useful. Um, <laughs> and it had to one of her workshops, George. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, I was like, when is, when is she going to breathe? Does she, does she need oxygen right now? <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. I know. No. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess that, that's the sign of like a professional voice actress right there. Just like the woof. What would what would you say like for someone like myself and my friends who are interested in possibly doing voice acting to an extent? Um, what 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 are some pitfalls that you should never get into if you are like young and you're trying to like step into this industry? Ooh, that you shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, I always recommend like starting off slow. I mean, if your goal in voice acting is to be in Dragon Ball Z, then probably don't do it because that's obviously not going to be the majority of your work. I believe that. The video game sphere is primarily made up of indie game developers and you need to primarily love your craft. Um, And don't go in and spend $3,000 right off the bat before you've ever been behind a microphone, before you've ever been cast in a job. I sincerely believe you can get a wonderful starter set up for like $250 to $300 and just see if you can get a couple of paid jobs and see if you can reinvest that money. I just, I think it's too much pressure to go in and suddenly be like, yes, I'm doing this. Um, Don't go in with the idea of, you're going to be a full-time voice actor starting tomorrow because you will have all of that equipment. It makes it seem like you can buy yourself into that title, which you wouldn't really have with any other job. So, yeah, so definitely take it slow. If you've never done it before, start with some unpaid work and just on that starter equipment and see how you go with it. That's how you learn uh, your vocal types, your microphone placement. Um, Yeah, and just if you really genuinely love it. And I guess um, from my end, I'm very curious that the, you said you're a former primary school teacher. And one thing I've learned about primary school teachers is organization skills and creativity. How have, <laughs> how have both of those been transitioned from teaching to voice acting? Oh, well, it's funny because I probably became a primary school teacher because I did have the creative background. Um, so it's kind of like both sides of what I'm passionate about had informed me other in regards to the career paths that I've ended up taking. Um, I do believe organization is a huge and often um, kind of the dark horse of voice acting. Um, I think organization is huge. Every single day, as I mentioned before, I have to market like for one to two hours a day. So it's like, okay, well, where do I find those leads? Like I make sure I keep um, tallies and statistics about um, how I book my work and what kind of vocal types I do get most booked for in order to inform Um, the type of roles that I should be going for to save time with auditioning. So I know that um, my vocal types are primarily, I wouldn't go past middle age, basically, not convincingly. So if I have a really busy week ahead, I'm not going to waste my time on auditioning for a granny role. Like, it's really not the best fit for me. Um, So I do definitely look at time as a construct (laughs) and try to um, conserve that time where possible. Um, But yeah, I do all the tally marks. I definitely have lots of Excel spreadsheets. Um, it's definitely helped my career today, having been a primary school teacher. And even though it may have delayed the process of being a voice actor, I think that it's made me a better voice actor as a result, looking at more of the business side of the craft. I was going to say, you must have had a ton of Excel spreadsheets. Oh, so many in terms of like... <laughs> so many. In terms of even... Um, like, I have an Australian referral list of some voice talent. Like, that's all in an Excel spreadsheet. And video games have been cast in. Um, basically, what ones I've been able to put on my website and been able to announce, but then also a list in terms of 
what ones I can officially put on my resume because they've been released. And so it's tracking all of that, all the video game work, the commercial, the corporate. Um, but yeah, for a wider range of reasons. That is awesome. Awesome. And uh, Amy's going to stick around. We're just going to uh, play a song from one of the upcoming games, actually. Uh, we'll talk more about the games that um, Amy's um, done voices for. So this is Dragon Valley from Freedom Planet 2. And uh, it's actually an unofficial remix by It's Joke. Um, it's Jokerable. You're on player one, Sin. Dragon Valley from the upcoming Freedom Planet 2, an unofficial remake remix by It's Jokerable. You're on player one on Sin with Connor, George, and Stefan, and we are still chatting to Amy Smith, the voice actress. How you going, Amy? Yeah, really good. <laughs> it was great to hear that track, too. That track came from, of course, uh, the game Freedom Planet. Uh, or more specifically, it was a remix. Uh, and you've actually done voices for Freedom Planet. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah. So I got cast in Freedom Planet back in 2012, so a year after I had actually started uh, voice acting purely as a hobbyist. And I think that that game had kind of started um, this just huge avalanche within my career. It was definitely the first of many. It was the first game... Um, that I'd been a part of that went to Kickstarter. It was the first game that went to console. Um, it was a game that ended up making me go over to the States and record for the sequel in a studio. So it's still, to this day, the only job that I've actually completed in a recording studio. And I had to go over to the States to actually do that. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely um, a game really close to my heart. Um, and I voiced Mila in the game as well. Um, and I've actually even got my puppy named after Mila. So it's definitely a really important game to me on a personal level and on a professional level. Yeah, that was seven years ago. Yeah, I know, a really long time. And then we recorded the sequel at the Eurocatron 5000, which is run by Christopher Savitt, um, and that was back in 2016. Um, so even that was a long time ago, and it's looking like the release, they've just changed it, will be next year, either quarter one or quarter two, so it's getting really close. Absolutely. And I guess you've done quite a lot of games and I guess, what kind of character do you find, not necessarily the easiest to pull off, but the most enjoyable? Ooh, that's a tough question. The most enjoyable. Um, look, it kind of falls under both character, um, categories, but I personally do love doing Australian roles. And obviously, it is going to be the easiest, but it's also because it's such a minority as part of my work. As of this year, it's been getting a really steady increase. Um, but 90% of my work is American. So whenever I am working with an Australian game developer and they do want an Australian accent or, or um, they're an American developer and they realize I'm Australian, they're like, oh, yeah, can we just have your natural accent? I do admittedly get really, really excited about that because I just feel like we don't have a lot of Australian accent representation. It, they're typically kind of just um, really over-the-top versions by Americans. So I do get a little bit of a kick out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Dead Island is the biggest culprit of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think Dingo Doll from CTR. Oh, and I know it's yes. Good, but it's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's so good, though. I love it. It's so good, so bad. <laughs> and I guess, what kind of role are you, not necessarily one that you are looking forward to, but what's kind of the role that you sort of look forward to potentially doing in the future? Like, what kind of character would dream you like role. to be? Yeah, like the dream role. Oh, that's so hard um, because, like, I don't really have a typecast so much. I found that 
like my character type cast is more to do with energy. I find that the majority of my roles are just really, really high energy, whether they're psychotic, whether they're peppy teenage girls, <laughs> whether they're animalistic. Like I find that that's more my kind of niche. So it makes it really tricky um, to create a dream role. But I would, a personal milestone of mine, my next one is to voice in um, an ongoing Australian animation, to be quite honest, an animation TV series. So I would love if I could bring that high energy into that particular medium. Um, so yeah, I think that's as close as it can get, just because I love my craft so much. I don't know if I've got a particular like role cast that I want. Yeah, hmm. it's really tricky. Yeah. yeah, and if we talk about some of the projects, can you tell us about some of the projects you've got coming up? So we've got Clear from Invert Mouse, you've got Best Friends Forever, by, which is in the game Star Cult, and of course Freedom Planet 2. So what can you tell us about those games? Yeah, um, so Clear is actually a game that's already out on Steam, so it's C-L-E-A, and what's wonderful about this game is it's been done um, by an Australian game developer over in Sydney, and I'm actually good friends with him, and I've worked with him for quite a few of his other games, so he's normally in the visual novel sphere, um, but he's a one-man team, just been pumping out these amazing games, and Clear is his first game that's actually going to console, so it's out on Steam now, and next year it's coming to the Nintendo Switch, which blows my mind and I'm so happy for him um, because yeah he's done it all on his own um, so yeah that's really exciting so hopefully at the beginning of next year that'll be out on the Switch but make sure you have a look on Steam as well um, and Best Friends Forever although I can't claim the team as being Australian they are from New Zealand so they're called Star Cult um, and Best Friends Forever is basically this amazing dog visual novel simulation hybrid game and it's just oh, it's in a dating simulator um, and that's of course, of course. Yeah. So, so kind of like Dream Daddy for dogs. Yeah, that's a beautiful... Yeah, exactly right. They should take that. And that's coming out on Valentine's Day, so that's incredibly appropriate, and that's a Nintendo Switch exclusive, but it will be out on Steam as well, but exclusivity to that console. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful. They were at PAX as well, um, as was clear. They both were. Um, yeah, so I got such a kick out of going over there and playing both the games. It was awesome. And then obviously Freedom Planet, so quarter one or quarter two of next year, and I'm not sure what consoles yet. Obviously Freedom Planet 1 is on the PlayStation 4, Wii U, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and I don't think I missed anything, um, but I'm not sure like if it will meet all of those consoles or what one it will come up on initially, but... I'm very excited for all of them. It's going to be a really big year next year. Yeah, I'm one of the five people who own a Wii U and I was playing uh, Freedom Planet 1 last night. A very fun game. Um, <laughs> but Wait, there are five people that own Wii U's? Yeah, as far as I know, at least five. I and know, I know two of them. <laughs> wow. wow. Wow, George knows two of them. <laughs> Incredible. Well, we're here for the games, Amy. So after your, sounds like a long day out, um, recording voiceovers, what games have you been playing lately? Oh, I'm actually staring at one right now, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I downloaded it last night, and I've been playing it with my husband, so we had six hours tracked from yesterday. Really naughty. We had a late night. It's called Quest Hunter, so it's like, mm. I don't know if it's an indie game, but it's like a smaller um, local and online co-op game, so we're like playing it side by side at the moment, because I'm a huge fan of couch co-op games. Um, so yeah, Quest Hunter, I'm playing that at the moment. And then looking more at the AAA games, I'm also playing Medieval on the PlayStation 4, the remaster. Yeah. I normally don't play two games at once. I'm normally like, I stick to one at a time. Um, But yeah, so those are my two at the moment. And I've still got a backlog of games I need to play, like Life is Strange 2 and 
oh gosh, just so many others. But yeah, they're the two I'm doing right now. That's right. fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that's where we'll wrap up this interview. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, Amy, do you think you'll be back in Melbourne to do uh, more voiceover work, uh, voice acting workshops? Oh, I hope so. Hmm. Um, the last words that Andy and I had spoken to each other, and he runs Voices of Tomorrow, he's like, all right, we'll try to get you back next year and do some more courses. So fingers crossed, hopefully next year. It sounds quite positive, but I absolutely loved it. So... Yeah, I hope so. It was so great to see that there was a need there in order to do the three workshops. So I think I've got a few more in me. We'll see how we go. <laughs> awesome. And uh, don't forget to follow um, Amy Smith on Twitter, at Amy Smith um, VA. And uh, Amy, you gave me um, a song request. Uh, this was Last, Sur- Last Surprise from Persona 5. Ooh. Yes. Rip it tune. <laughs> I-, I couldn't find the, uh, the, the one direct from the, song- from the game, but I got a remix by an artist called Sapphire. So here it is, Last Surprise, Sapphire. Amy, is, it- is there anything else? Um, do you have a message for your fans? Oh, gosh. Um, thanks so much for following my work, if you do. And please feel free to give me a follow and have a chat. And if you've got any questions about voice acting, more than happy to get back to you. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining Player One. Amy, this is Last Surprise by Sapphire.